This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. You're listening to Tales of the City on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Victoria Schaefer, back from a very long break from radio. I've been hard at work developing and producing web content alongside Oso Studios, which I can't wait to share with you guys. To top it off, I finally moved across the country to Los Angeles, California a month ago. Echo and Rue are loving the West Coast lifestyle filled with hiking, beach trips, and a backyard of their very own. But enough about me for now, because today I'm at the LA film premiere of Life in the Doghouse, hosted by Film Rise and a Purposeful Rescue. I was fortunate enough to receive an early screener this summer and absolutely loved it. It's an incredible film about Danny and Ron's rescue. Danny and Ron have dedicated their lives to rescuing dogs who would otherwise be euthanized. Thus far, they have rescued and rehomed over 10,000 dogs. The touching film follows the couple in their home, aka the doghouse, where they house up to 70 dogs kennel free at a time. If only! So stick around because after this commercial break, I'll be speaking with Danny and Ron, as well as Ron Davis, the filmmaker of Life in the Doghouse. Be right back. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Tales of the City on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Victoria Schaefer, here with Danny and Ron of Danny and Ron's Rescue and the stars of Life in the Doghouse. Thank you. I want to ask you first, whose idea was this to open your home to this many dogs? Ours. Yeah, it really was a joint agreement. It was never discussed. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just something both of us, right? You know, in our hearts, wanted to do. I would come back with, I'd go to the shelter or something, and I'd come back with a couple, and I'd call on the way home, and I said, "Well, we have a couple more family members." (laughs) Yeah, it might maybe be two more than that couple, and and uh, and he would do the same thing, and I'd I'd say, "Well, who is this?" (laughs) Well, I don't know. We have to name it, and. That and, must be the best part is getting to name them, but I'm sure you and, start. To yeah, run we out have out. we have a list of all of the dogs we've named, and so we some of our staff actually goes like through books or online and stuff like that, and then they print huge pages of unused names. So in the computer, we don't have two jacks and two. You know what I'm saying? Some, some oh. of our staff is usually me. I do it on the airlines because <laughs> I read. Yeah. I read the whole time I'm flying. Yeah. And so then I see a word I really like and, and uh, or a situation about a place or something. 
Yeah, what was, but when we went to Louisiana, like to the flood zones there, and they, they really didn't show a lot there because we were in the fire trucks and the water and all that right. stuff didn't go in the film. But every time we would, because we went to about eight shelters and pulled dogs from there with our bus. And so every time we would be driving down these dirt roads and stuff, Danny kept writing the names of the roads. So we used oh, all those to name smart. all and the, the Louisiana. All the Louisiana dogs got named by Louisiana Roads. Well, I have a little dog named Rue, which I named just oh, after Street because she was found on the side of the street. Everyone thinks she, I named her after the Hunger Games character, oh. though. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say the hardest part about what you do is? As part of Danny and Ron, yes, the financial end is so stressful. when We have no money to pay the help, and we have to take money out of our accounts, and you know, that's very stressful because we do, when we bring them into our house, we treat them like our family dog. So right. if they need corneal transplants, if they need, you know, orthopedic surgery, all of them get dentals that need dentals and stuff. We do it carte blanche like they were our personal dog. So that is, you know, there's many months we can have $35,000 in vet bills. We oh also goodness. find it hard to spend the time with each one that we'd like to. Yeah. To well, bring it along. Understandably, 70 is a lot. And, uh, but... But the, the help that we have working in the home, it's part of their job to divide up and mm-hmm. spend an X amount of time with each one. Like we have and they blanket all get, time. We call they, it blanket time. <laughs> yeah, they all get they all get hand-walked each day, so they learn to go on a leash. Okay, wow. Um, the ones that are shy have blanket time because the other dogs that are more brazen, and actually you can see some of that in the film, mm-hmm. you know, are just all about you. But yeah. if you have that little moment every day, then... Somebody else creeps in a little closer and a little closer, and eventually you're patting that one's head. Like we lay a blanket <laughs> and, uh, on the floor, that's uh-huh. what we call blanket time, and then and, uh, somebody sits there, and all the positive energy dogs all run up, but those shy dogs will start following the pack, and they get closer I and closer. I see, I see, yeah, there was that cute little one in the fireplace was very shy. Yes. That is well, your... not, yeah, shy, but aggressive. <laughs> that's your, your guys' personal dog at this point. Right? Well, yes, because she's never going to be able to be adopted. Mm-hmm. So, And what sort of questions do you ask someone who is looking to adopt from you guys? What are you guys looking Ooh. for? Well, we mostly need to know what they are looking for. And uh, the age question always comes up. The size question comes up. Yeah. The getting along with children comes up. The getting uh-huh. along with other animals comes up. The is it cat aggressive comes up. You know, so we, we have to find out all those things because we can eliminate... Seven out of ten, you know, in a matter of two minutes of questions. Right, that's and, uh, true. And so then we can go forward with that to what we have that's not like that, and uh, or that's so close to what they want. But then they say, "Well, that wasn't what I was thinking about looks wise." And that's when we think, "Well, you know, you're asking for a whole lot here." But we, <laughs> you know, but we do get a lot more in. If this isn't right for you, we don't want you to have it anyway. Our right. contracts are very we don't mean tough, that ugly, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't want your dog 10 years from now, yeah. you are supposed to contact us, and we send transport, and we pick the dog up. Wow. The microchip has never changed to your name, so that if that dog gets picked up by animal control, brought into a shelter, the cell phone rings immediately. And, like, if we get somebody that's lost their dog two or three times, that dog they're, comes back to us. So in other words, you of- can't go around us. Right, they're kind to, of all your dogs forever. Your dog. Right. You're responsible for we them are, forever. We promise them they will never end up in a shelter and they will never want for something. I'll ask you one more question because I know you have to get to the to the other folks out there. But what advice do you guys have for someone who doesn't really know anything about rescue and is looking to get their first dog? 
go to shelters, go to shelters, spend a little time, hang out at each pen, each each section, there's large dogs, dog sections, there's toy dog sections, there's females, males, you know, however they divide it up. But take enough time to hang out at a few of them and just be there for them and just don't try to make them come to you, but allow them to come to you. There's no make in this. It's all allow and give them a chance. And uh, and you'll in turn find out that you may have a little talent at this and fall in love with something that needs you as much as you need them. I think one of the biggest things I'd like to say is do a little research on the type of breed. Like we just took in two border collies that lived in downtown Atlanta in a condo and they lived in cages for 14 hours because the man worked and they went crazy crazy. You know, do some research. Is it a working dog that has high energy, you know, and if you really need something for a tight apartment, get a smaller breed dog, something that's very low energy, you know, but the nice thing, I mean, I think going through some rescues is when they've been fostered by somebody or they've lived in somebody's home, they can really tell you a lot about that dog's personality. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you so I'm much. I'm excited to be here, excited to see the film again. Well, thank I you for coming. I remember <laughs> you, you said we don't care if they adopt from us, we just right. want them to adopt. Just save and a I life. agree. Just save so a life. So, everyone, hashtag adopt, don't shop. Hi, I'm here with Ron Davis, the filmmaker of Life in the Doghouse. Hi, Ron. Hi, thank you so much for having me on <laughs> and for, you know, paying attention to the film. Of course, thank you so much for having me. I truly do love this film. So whose idea was it to do all these screenings all over the place? It was a combination of, I think, the teams. But it was something I, from the beginning, always wanted to do with the film. Yeah. Um, I knew that the film was not about me making money. Mm-hmm. but was about promoting rescue, raising money. So I always wanted screenings to be about raising money for a rescue. So every screening we've done is partnered with a local rescue. Oh, wow. That's great. So how did you find out about Danny and Ron's rescue in the first place? I had rescued my first dog from, you know, like a local animal care and control. Yeah. And I was looking for a little friend. Yeah, we friends, all do. We all, Eventually, we all get there. We had to. She was traveling everywhere with me, and I think she didn't really like it. And I just thought, if I got her a friend. Mm-hmm. And some, and I knew who Danny and Ron were, kind of, in the yeah. horse world. I knew of them. Oh, so you're in the horse world as well? I was. Okay. So I was in my past, and it's one of those things where once you were, you kind of always are. <laughs> but they said, I'm going to introduce you to Danny and Ron. That's where you got to get your next dog. So I went, and I told them. They didn't ask me what color I wanted, what kind I wanted. They asked me personality. That's what they were just telling me. I said, what do you ask people who are oh, looking to adopt? Yeah, they did. <laughs> so they, I get, told them what I wanted, and they took me out. And there was, I don't know, at this point, maybe there was 15 or 18 dogs. And they pointed to a chihuahua. Mm-hmm. And I went, ew. <laughs> I, no way do I want a chihuahua. And they said, that is the dog you described. So I had brought my dog with me. And they said, bring your dog into the house. We'll let them play. My dog loved her, loved him. Wow. And so we took him home. And that's how I, and I looked around at how I, I, look, I met them for Danny and Ron at maybe 20 minutes. And I knew I could see it in their eyes. I could see it in their heart, who they were as people, how they were doing rescue. And I thought this is going to make an amazing film. And I knew you nothing right. about them. And I said, I'm going to, I said to them, I'm going to make a film about you when I'm finished with my current one. And they were like, we're boring. <laughs> they said, who's going to want to watch us? Yeah. I said, you leave that to me. And that's, I mean, literally all I knew is they were two gay guys that were horse people, and they rescued dogs. What was the biggest challenge about filming with 70 dogs? Not rescuing more 
That is a good answer. Kind of the truth because it wasn't hard. There was no real ch- – I thought about that because this question always comes up. Mm-hmm. What are the challenges? I mean there's some small technical challenges like a lot of barking. Yeah. And you just deal with that later and you figure out how to edit and you do things. But that's not a real challenge. And then some of the challenges, they're more funny because like when we did all the shots of the dogs at low on the ground at their yeah. level, they, they kept coming and sitting on the cameraman's lap. Oh. And they kept crowding the camera. And so it was really hard because they need attention. There's so many of them. He would sit Indian style with the camera and then like dog. aim it at the floor and they'd come over and climb all over him and sit on him and That's then sit on so the camera. Cute. So, I mean, if you call that a challenge. That probably was the best job for these crew members and camera guys. They really liked it. But I was the only one who adopted a dog. Cause I, well, I, what's wrong with them? I had a foster failure. <laughs> the first week of filming, we were in a hotel. So now you have three dogs? Now I have three. Yes, two Danny okay. and Rons. But it was our first week of filming, and there was the cutest little brown dog. His name was Mr. Brown. And he just, there was 73, 75 dogs in the house that week. I just, something about him. I just, I had to take him to my hotel and foster him for the week. And oh then I just, my God. Just canceled my airline ticket, ran out of the car, and drove him home. Moving to a more serious topic, can you tell me about the heartbreaking scene that you shot on the drone? It's an important scene that puts all of the, the rescue issue into perspective, I think, with numbers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I wanted to come up with a way, because I've seen it before. I've seen it on TV. I've seen it in documentaries. I've seen it on specials, dogs going into kilns, dogs being put into gas chambers. And it's, it's extremely difficult. It can usually turn off an audience. Yes. Almost always. It turns me off. Oh, it, for sure. It crosses the line. This was the perfect amount. Of impact without being too... You didn't run screaming. Yeah. But you felt it and you understood it. For sure. And that was the key, was how do we take an audience to the line to make it powerful but not turn people off? And I, I think we did it because no one's walked out yet. No, I, I don't think anyone will walk out tonight either. If anything, they'll start opening their wallets and, and giving. That's actually happened. I People, I've never seen it before, but like people would take their checkbook out in some of these screenings and write checks. Pull them yeah. after, after the Q&A, after we're done with the movie, and just tell them how, what they're doing is important and writing them checks. Yeah, I can It's really imagine. nice. And hopefully people then are doing that for their local shelters and their local rescues. That, and Danny and Ron are the first to say this isn't about them. This, they didn't do this movie to raise their awareness and their money. It was about the big problem. And that's why they're flying all over the country helping other, you know, I mean, these are benefiting other rescues. I thought of that. Because they still voice that they're struggling to pay these bills mm-hmm. for so many animals, but yet they're not taking the proceeds for themselves. Not at these screenings, no. They feel it's really important. Mm-hmm. The work. Not They know it'll come and it always works out. And Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure this will raise awareness about them and hopefully they'll be adopting many, many, many more dogs I out. hope so. Yeah, I really <laughs> hope so. It's not even out yet and we've raised so much money and so much awareness and, you know, sold out different theaters all over and... Hopefully, if you know, if, if one person in every screening walks away and says, you know what, I will never go to another pet store, mm-hmm. that's a difference. And I think it's a lot more than one. Yeah. Because mo- that's the one thing people have noted the most. They didn't understand that pet stores get their dogs from puppy mills or what even puppy mill meant. It's a word totally. that people, people don't know. I mean, puppy mill, puppy mill. People picture, I think, place where dogs are being bred in someone's garage or, so, you know, they don't right. get it. Mm-hmm. And that is the one thing I've noticed. People are like, wow, I didn't know. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'm going to ask you one more question. What has rescuing done for you? What's the biggest impact it's had on your life? Besides, obviously, you made a film about it, but... Oh, my God. The biggest impact is just 
the love, having this little family that we give and that we get from, I can't imagine our lives without our three little babies. Go see the film, everyone. Go to lifeinthedoghousemovie.com and click on Find a Theater. It's the simplest thing in the world. You just put in your zip code and it tells you where it's playing. And if it's not playing near you, you can actually request it. Come and play near you. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. What an incredible night it was filled with amazing people trying to make a difference in animal rescue. Best of all, the proceeds from tonight are all going to a purposeful rescue. Special shout out to my girl, Pigeon, the sweetest six-year-old black and white Shih Tzu I met waiting for her forever home at a purposeful rescue. Besides spending some time with Pigeon, watching Life in the Doghouse on the big screen, and getting to meet Danny and Ron made my night. This film is coming out this Wednesday, September 12th. So listen to Ron Davis and find out where you can see it near you by visiting www.lifeinthedoghousemovie.com. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and I guarantee you will never aw so much in one sitting ever again. So that's it for today's episode of Tales of the City on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Victoria Schaefer. See you next time when I tell you another fun and exciting tale of the city. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.